At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Cranberry Radio presents CEO Coach, a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding the finances, set up the staffing, our CEO coaches will break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup management and development, the founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Jillian Music, co-founder of Moz and Brett Approved and CEO at Outlines Venture Group. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group, author of Global Search Engine Marketing and co-founder of the world's largest consortium of digital marketing companies. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hello, Anne. What's on your mind today? Hi, Jillian. Well, what's on my mind today is this, women and venture capital and women venture capitalists. I really okay. want us to uh, provide an update on where the funding scene is for women founders today. But I know first, we want to remind listeners about the One Seat Challenge, which is actually kind of relevant to what we're talking about today. <laughs> That's right. The One Seat Challenge is all about diversity. And here's what we're doing. We're asking anyone and everyone who speaks publicly, whether you're giving a speech at a conference, meetup, group mentoring inside an office, anywhere in the world, to take the One Seat Challenge. There's a constant lament from companies with consistently poor showings in diversity in their workforce that goes something like this. It's a pipeline problem. We can't find people of diverse backgrounds, ages, gender, and location to fill these jobs. Well, let's let these companies, uh, you know, get some help. Let's help them out, okay? The people who are seeking their jobs, uh, these jobs also need a little help uh, to find each other and to interact in places that matter. Here's the one seat challenge. Very few public speakers are paid to speak. And yet by sharing their considerable knowledge in a group forum, you provide substantial value to the event organizer. So starting now, ask and require payment in kind for your speeches every time you speak, ask that one seat be set aside free of charge and filled with a guest who ordinarily would not have access to the event. 
So who gets to do it? Striving young people from tough neighborhoods where they don't get to attend conferences as part of their high school or community college curriculum. Struggling entrepreneurs of all backgrounds seeking deserving, uh, find, you know, deserving people with diverse uh, backgrounds in age, race, creed, national origin, and even location. Fill that seat. And yes, that includes the cost of the lunch ticket if it's part of the event. The one seat challenge is if you speak to groups anywhere, take the challenge, fix this one element of the diversity issue, help people of diverse backgrounds to see what's possible, get comfortable with business settings, be visible at events that count, and be able to network, learn, and share their value. Okay. Okay. So speaking of value, <laughs> let's talk about, and diversity, let's talk about women founders and venture capital. Yes. Yes. Fortune mm. magazine recently reported PitchBook's findings that the percentage of venture capital going to companies with at least one female founder more than doubled in the last 10 years. Oh, boy. 10 years and it doubled from what? Yeah. What? From 7.2% in 2007 to 16.8% in 2016. Good news, right? Whoopee. We made the yeah. double digits. Yeah. Whoopee. Whoopee. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fortune okay. also reported that VCs invested $58.2 billion, that's with a B, in companies with all-male founders in 2016, while women received just $1.46 billion that year. And Fortune observed that the gap actually got worse from 10 yes. years before. It is a higher percentage, uh, nearly mm -hmm. double that of 10 years Earlier, when women founders received just uh, under 3% of deals. However, mm -hmm. it's in the volume. 2016, yes. 5,839 deals went to male-founded companies, while women founders won just, you ready, 359 deals. Yep. Of all the deals funded in 2016, women-founded companies accounted for just 5%. Really, just 5%. So they're really getting not just, uh, I mean, maybe twice as many got funded, but they get funded for pittance. An insufficient amount to even prove their, you know, their MVP, if you will, to really prove the traction. Indeed. Fortune mm -hmm. reports that women has actually lost ground in the share of VC dollars. And That's that right. it's it, the getting uh, in 2016, just over 2% of venture capital funding in dollars. And that's a smaller chunk than any other year, except for 2008 um, and 2013. Um, and the average funding in 2016 was less for women than each of the previous two years. Meanwhile, the boys got larger and larger deals. They did. Right. Fortune did report some positive news for 2016. Women-led companies made up just under 5% of all VCs deals that that year, mm -hmm. the highest percentage in 10 years. But honestly, more than 90% of VC funding goes to men's companies. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I just sputter and sputter and I'm speechless. You know, we have numbers, uh, hard numbers now, hard data on how women-led companies outperform companies by men only. 
including returning more shareholder value. Now that should matter, right? You know, it should. You would think they would follow the money, but the answer is no. They follow the comfort level in some ways. But it is really, it's it's a deeper discussion, and I hope we're going to have that right now, right here. So, what did Bill Gross say about it at Idea Labs? Um, he did a twenty year study and. In- Startups with at least one woman founder outperformed the guys only ones by 63%. Yeah, that bears repeating. Idea Lab says 63%, right? That's a huge increase in return on investment to investors. You'd think people would be listening. And over at Elevest, Sally Krawcheck says that companies with women lead are 35% of their value. And I got a new one for us. Harvard Business Review just reported, well, maybe about a year ago, that going from a no women in leadership company to just putting 30% of your leadership in the hands of women was associated with a one percentage point increase in net margins, which they calculated translates to a 15% increase in profitability for a typical firm. So... The small amount of funding going to women-led companies just does not make sense. Well, yes, I would agree. And kind of no. Um, There are always reasons why things move the way they do. And I think we should kind of dig into that to figure out whether or not we can make things move in different ways. And truly, that's the only way to make it happen. So it's kind of easy to be righteous and to want to complain and so on. But I'd like to see some deeper research around this subject. I'd like to see somebody reporting on the kinds of companies that got funded. Do an aggregation on that, right? So that would be the industries or the verticals. Which ideas got the big bucks? The soup du jour, for example, is IoT or Internet of Things, right? Robotics, deep learning, uh, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, right? So I'd like to know how many women are founding companies in these spaces and asking for capital only to hear that their male counterparts in the same field are getting funded instead. Now, that should be our first stop. Are women building the companies in the sectors where the money is flowing, Or is it that the men are building those companies and women are building something else? And if they're building something else, why is the money not flowing to the something else? Right. So now the question should also be posited, right? Should all the cash be going to just those few sectors that are the soup du jour, if you will, most complete exclusion of everything else? Is there money to be made, for example, on platforms, B2C plays, and other enterprises? And the natural answer is, well, of course, there's money to be made in other sectors than today's hot trend, right? Uh, But perhaps even more money, since the hot trends are probably over-invested already. So, you know, if you say, well, there's, you know, 27 IoT companies that have just got funded in the last two weeks and so on. Well, that's great, but it sounds to me like they're overinvested. Think about that, right? Nevertheless, it's a data point of interest. Yeah, and there are a number of other opinions out there as to the cause of the sorry state of funding women founders. I mean, you know them, unconscious bias, yes. the, the VC Boys Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, one founder uh, uh Sukhinder Singh Cassidy, who founded Joyous and also Boardlist, um, said that women ask for less, just yes. as women in the workplace do. Uh, Catherine Minshew, of the, who founded the millennial site The Muse, said women get judged on performance and men on potential. Yawn. Yes. We've heard that yes. so many times. <laughs> so before we go to the break, I just want to bring up one bright spot that because women 
don't get as much funding, they end up owning more of their companies and they often get to profitability sooner. Uh, Katrina Lake of Stitch Fix said, we had to figure out how the business is going to be healthy and sustainable. However, there's a catch-22. Muses Minshew points out that investors don't necessarily give credit for being cash conservative in the early days. That's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The good girls who do the hard work and keep their heads down uh, and follow the rules don't get rewarded for a great performance. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Yes. Uh, But you're quite right. Um, Being cash conservative in the early days is not necessarily a virtue. So, again, style, expectations, um, tradition, all of these things uh, can move against uh, moving money toward female-founded companies. Yeah. So we need to take a break, uh, but we're going to come back and talk about uh, women venture capitalists and are they investing in women founders? Is there sisterly solidarity? We'll talk more about this after we take a break for our sponsors. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Browse through our complete library of programs at cranberry.fm or on demand through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Don't worry, you can still access all of our great webmasterradio.fm programs at cranberry.fm. Refresh your bookmarks today to Cranberry Radio at cranberry.fm. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founders Circle. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We're talking today about women-founded companies and venture capital. And we know that, you know, they're not doing so well in the numbers again. So rather than just fuss about it, uh, we do want to take a deeper dive into why these things happen and what is making changes, uh, perhaps, for the future. 
So welcome back, Anne. Yeah, it's uh, there's some interesting um, research out there. In fact, it was TechCrunch who did a deep dive into their crunch base to take a look at women venture capitalists and whether they fund more women-founded companies. Now, their answer is firmly, maybe. <laughs> or <laughs> too soon to tell, which is fine because at least we've set a baseline. It's a right. really interesting study. Here's what they did, Jillian. They, uh, the editors first set guidelines to establish which women partners in VC firms were actually in full-time funding roles. I mean, they went about this in a very, very mindful way um, rather than uh, partners in marketing or administrative roles. And then using that group, they reviewed all the investments made by this cohort and sorted according to whether the companies they funded were headed by women or men or both. And the data in both numbers of rounds and dollars invested. And here's what they found. At the top 100 venture funds globally that have been active since 2010 um, and investing in 2014 and 2015 rounds, 7% of the partners are women and 38% have at least one female partner, while seven of these companies actually have two. And TechCrunch further noted that only three firms were co-founded by women of the top 100 globally. We'll get to those firms um, in, in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. When they broadened their base to include 2,800 venture and micro-venture firms, they found the same percentage. 8% of the investing partners are women. Um, the numbers were a little bit better for those with what they called substantial teams. In those cases, uh, the 22% uh, of those in leadership roles are women. And further, they found that when a uh, woman or women found a VC firm, founded a VC firm, the number of women partners soars above the 7 8% overall. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, I, I'm seeing that too, just, um, you know, coincidentally, if you will, uh, just uh, uh, looking around and uh, and observing that sort of thing. So I think that people will be aggregating that data pretty darn quickly. Yeah. Yep. So what they found in their 2015 study, TechCrunch, that the percentage of funded companies with at least one female founder doubled from 2009 to 2014 from 9 to 18%. So... That tells us women entrepreneurs have been gradually doing better. Right. But it's a slow go. Um, and, and I would say uh, some of the things we're seeing now are organizations that are helping to, if you will, fill that pipeline. And we're seeing it both in the um, angel investment side and venture capital side in which women are founding more funds. Um, and, uh, and I've met with several just this week, for example, uh, one of whom is putting together a fund and so on by women for women and so on. It doesn't mean that they will invest only in female founded companies, but that is their preference and they will proactively seek them out. So as we hear more and more of that sort of thing going on, I think you'll find we'll finally get to a tipping point and things will move up and then balance out. Yeah, because what TechCrunch was noticing between uh, 2010 and 2015, that 10% uh, uh, of the venture do dollars globally um, funded startups that reported at least one woman founder. Um, or and it was 12% of all venture funding rounds so it's 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 not huge but it's growing That's so men, right. 
It means the companies founded by men continue to get most of the funding, um, 88% of the rounds and 90% of the dollars. Not exciting, but at least now we have a baseline and we can measure yes. future progress. That's right. Um, what we keep, what I'm, I keep thinking is what I'm seeing is that the money is flowing to things that the guys are building. And that doesn't mean that what the guys are building really are the, if you will, the highest potential. It is what guys assume is going to be the highest potential that guys are building and so on. It, it kind of runs around in circles, right? But it's around the idea, not just the person. Certainly there is an old boys network. We all are that way. Every human is that way. You know, what looks like us, sounds like us, feels like us, even smells like us, we like, if you will, right? So culture goes from one place to the next. These are the scents of home, the sights of home, and so on, and the sounds of home. We get that, and we understand why No Boys Network works. But even as we move beyond that, and people are mindfully moving beyond that, um, I still think that there is, for example, um, stuff out of hand. And it isn't just women building women's things. It's even men who are building, if you will, women's things. Uh, Nick comes to mind, who is the CEO at OfferUp. I spoke with Nick in 2011. I didn't have two cents to, to give him at the time. I hadn't left Mars yet and so on. And so I wasn't able to invest. But uh, I do know that a uh, few others did. And um, one, one of the women who had invested, uh, Serena, uh, who will be hopefully starting her own fund shortly, um, said she not only wrote him a check, but she kept writing him checks along the way in order to keep him going. Because what he did at OfferUp, at his bleeding edge, if you will, was to go after uh, women with young children who were trading out their business and they wanted to verify the nature of the person with whom they would meet and trade out this stuff or sell it and so on, uh, um, you know, verification. That was his bleeding edge. Now, OfferUp, of course, is much bigger than that and doing very well, but it was dismissed out of hand as women's stuff, mom's stuff. And nobody, even the the solid VCs who were funding him, could get any difference from their colleagues. So that was tough stuff, right? So founded by a guy, but dismissed as mom stuff. Mom stuff. Yeah. 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 That just flies in the face of all that we know, not just here, but in other cultures around the world, about who controls the family spending. It there you really. go. 95 cents out of every expendable dollar worldwide is controlled by the woman. Right. That's so, right. And we're not finding money there. Of course, you'll find money there. So uh, interesting stuff. But again, it, it wasn't the soup du jour. And uh, it was mom stuff. We find that again. And, and again, you and I have some companies in our portfolio, uh, for example, that are platforms. Um, so those things, again, are, are just kind of dismissed. Not today's thing, you know, not exciting. But there are a few companies like Rostrum Capital, for example, out in the East Coast in the United States, where they're writing articles and, and white papers on the fact that platforms consistently return the highest, you know, ROI if you, you know, get the right platform and they can pull it off. Now, they can be, you know, standard, stable, if you will, a little boring, but darn, they make an awful lot of money. Still, cash is not flowing to them. It makes it ever more difficult for those companies to take off. So we, we do find that these things are unbalanced sometimes for what they are and sometimes for who builds them. So what was the conclusion at TechCrunch, Anne? What TechCrunch concluded was it's too early to determine mm -hmm. um, whether female investors have altered the funding equation for female founders. I know you and I 
um, our instincts in our gut, we know that it is changing it. And mm-hmm. for all the reasons you just discussed uh, in this episode, um, it, it appears that it will change. Um, what TechCrunch did conclude that within the broader data set, however, there is an indication of what the future may hold. If they singled out firms that have both a high number of rounds and female-founded firms, and those rounds also represent a high percentage of their total, they find a small collection of firms that share a clear attribute. The partnership was either founded by a woman and or there is a relatively high percentage of female partners. Mm -hmm. So while there's scant evidence yet to suggest that on an industry-wide basis, firms with female partners are more likely to invest in startups with female founders, uh, there is clear evidence that a small number of venture firms with female founders um, invest at elevated levels in women entrepreneurs. So that, I think, is uh, what we're looking for for the future. And the real bright spot in all of this is the number of women who have formed their own venture capital firms. Um, Let's talk more about this trend um, that is happening there after we have a break. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Circle. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on Cranberry Radio. 
Welcome back to CEO Coach. We're talking about the somewhat currently sorry state of VC funding for women-led companies, uh, although the picture is improving over the last decade. Um, so we, we know that it's a paltry amount now, and, and I know that we've talked about the things that can push on this. So before we leave, I'd like to kind of end on this positive note. I know that... Um, we're seeing kind of um, just in the marketplace, right? Um, anecdotally, we are seeing that more women are beginning to gather as angel groups. Uh, it doesn't mean that they exclude the men, but when they are founded by the women, the focus is somewhat different. They're looking at a broader sense. We're finding also that when the group is, um, the funding group is uh, founded by uh, people of diverse backgrounds and genders, in other words, uh, they can can be men as well, but they are not all, if you will, wasps um, or close therein, uh, then it makes a big difference. So just getting together groups of people with diverse backgrounds, diverse understandings of the world, uh, knowledge, uh, education, experience, and so on, does seem to make a bigger difference in terms of who gets funded, which ideas go, you know, larger, get larger. And certainly we are seeing the returns on investment. It's not that they are funding things things that just aren't going to bring back the big bucks. That is not the case. They're just funding a wider variety of things and building things that's not only good for the world, if you will, but certainly returning good returns to the investors as well. Um, the thing that you can do to lean in on it would be not just to mentor more female founders, but to mentor more female funders. And to that extent, Pipeline Angels, for example, has a course where women sign up particularly, or anybody can, but in particular it's for women uh, focused on that market, um, so they can learn to fund companies. They learned how to do the due diligence and what decisions to make and how much to risk of one's portfolio and so on. So people feel more confident in getting into the game. So getting more women in the game is the first one. Secondarily, once you've kind of gone through the training, if you will, you need to find other women investors who kind of think as you do. If you're joining an angel group, um, you have to even up the, the sides of the table, if you will. It isn't just about gender. It's about all diverse backgrounds. So once you have more of that in it, it becomes healthier, like a mutt, right? A thoroughbred is not healthy. It's always sickly and, you know, it's, it's not good for anything. Same thing with angel groups, same things with, uh, you know, VC groups, same thing with companies. Make it a mutt. <laughs> you know? yeah. So uh, we are finding that. We know that we've made some improvement in the number of women in senior positions and in founder positions in companies that are taking off now so they have some substance and size. That's a good thing. I'd say it's important. The next stage it's important to get right is that the founders, uh, excuse me, the funders are there. So as more and more women accumulate wealth on their own, they must also get out and fund on, uh, you know, in groups and on their own. They look at the world from different ways. So that's, that's my next deal. <laughs> Your next deal. All yes. right. Get the female funders together. <laughs> and we're seeing that. We're seeing that with uh, how about female funders? <laughs> you know? Yes, exactly. I'm seeing that. I'm seeing more female founded venture capital firms. Very exciting. I'm seeing uh, people of color, both male and female, getting into the game. And I'm seeing that there are more women joining what erstwhile was 97 to 99% guys funding things in angel groups. And while women were welcome, and certainly I was invited to some 
some of them as well, I found them not to be hospitable. They didn't think anywhere near uh, as I thought, if you will. And even more so, even though I had money in my pocket and experience in my shoulders and so on, somehow discounted because I was in such a great minority. Um, once you have more females in a group, male and female together, all kinds of backgrounds together, then everyone begins to have a voice. That's when you've hit the tipping point and better decisions get made. Yeah, and while we're talking about the guys, let's just give another shout out to our friend Nitin Rye, who was on this program um, not long ago, uh, who started Elevate Capital to with to intentionally seek inclusive uh, investments that had impact and that he's very bullish on inclusion. And he's also president of Thai Global, which is a mm-hmm. organization now in, I think, 54 cities. Um, um, nope, 67 this year is what I read most recently. Yes, <laughs> right. And it by the way, growing. I just, right. By the way, I was just asked to found Thai Wen, which is the Thai Women's Entrepreneurial Network. And it will bring together female founders and female funders. And we just had our first event here in Seattle not long ago. So I'm looking forward to bringing that around the world with Thai, um, you know, all their chapters and all the ones they expand to. So how about right. Arlen Hamilton? Uh, he's the founder manager of Backstage Capital, and they invest exclusively in underrepresented founders. So again, it isn't just about gender, it's about all unrepresented founders. I think that's very important. Listening to the ideas of those people who don't necessarily fit the mold gives you all kinds of exclusive access to very high ROI. That's right. And there's so many others. Uh, Julie Sandler, who's partner at Madrona, uh, yep. up in your neck of the woods and founder of the Seattle Entrepreneurial Women's Network. Um, Ellen Powell. Right. Ellen, Ellen Powell, Powell uh, yep. who landed at Kapor Capital. Kapor yep. um, is one of the ones that has the highest number of women partners at Kapor mm-hmm. Capital. It is a diverse leadership. They say 42% of their first time investments have a female, female founder. Um, now we're getting the numbers right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, women's Megan venture. Quinn. Cat, the, oh, Megan Quinn. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Capital. Um, Monique Woodward, who's a venture partner at. 500 Startups, where she invests in companies led by Black and Latino founders. And she's also the executive director of Black Founders. Um, there, there are just so many. Um, and I think one of the most interesting, maybe the most realistic word, uh, came from a two pioneer women VCs. This was in the uh, a pitch book interview. Uh, yes. Aileen Lee from Cowboy Ventures and Jennifer Carolyn from Reach Capital, who noted they're seeing more women in leadership roles, but the best potential for improvement may well lie in the next generation. So let's hand it to the kids. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Keep that torch going. Keep it burning high. Um, I think that the numbers were, if you will, disappointing, not surprising, um, as we see the aggregated numbers coming out of 2016. But we are seeing the beginnings of movement. And that's always encouraging. So Keep your head up high and uh, let's focus to the future. Uh, biggest tip, I think, for, for this session, because we try to end with, you know, three big tips. I'd say um, first one, look to the female funders. Uh, 
not necessarily only women, but then again, those who are already supporting women. And that's whether you're a guy or a gal, if you're building something that is focused on a broader diversity of market than today's soup du jour, um, you'll look to these outliers in funding. That's where you're going to find your uh, your capital. How about yeah, you, Anne? I think that we're going to have to do a whole nother episode on tips because we <laughs> are out of time. All <laughs> right, then. Uh, that's it for this Monday at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Cranberry Radio for their support. You can download these shows at cranberry.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach. You can also download them for free at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You'll find links and more on our Facebook page, CEO Coach Podcast. Stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week. opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.